Hello and welcome to Parallel, a tech podcast with accessibility sprinkles. I am Shelley, your host, and it is great to have you here for a very special Parallel. Don't worry, I'm not adding a young child to the cast to improve the ratings. Uh, I'm merely changing the format a little bit and also talking about something in a little bit more depth and a little bit more hands-on way than I normally would, and that is Apple News Plus, in which I'm very interested not very much in love, but very interested. Spoiler alert. Hey, so instead of um, myself talking with a couple of guests, I'm going to be your sole source of information. But we will have another uh, participant. My iPad Pro will be here participating in the program. It'll talk to us a little bit because we are going to be checking out the accessibility features of Apple News+. Plus. And uh, just to let you know, my intention had been to record this show the day after Apple News Plus was released. That was my regular podcast day. But as it happened, I had been feeling under the weather for quite some time, actually, and was still having some coughing fits on that day. So I decided to hold off and just publish this Tuesday. But that's been kind of fortuitous. I've had the opportunity not only to spend a little more time with Apple News, but also read what other people are saying and read about uh, what, what they're interested in versus what I might be interested in. So you'll get some of that in the show, including a few links to good takes I've seen so far, and uh, just my thoughts about Apple News from a big picture point of view, and then uh, we're going to dig down into the user interface. So here we go. So Apple News Plus has been rumored for some time. Uh, it was publicly announced that Apple had purchased a company called Texture, which was in the business of selling magazine subscriptions in a all-you-can-eat manners. In other words, you would pay a flat fee and you'd get subscriptions to all the magazines that were supported by them and you could read them in an app on your iOS device or any other device that supported Texture. And Apple bought that company. And so we knew that there was going to be some sort of news offering or that their technology was somehow going to be applied to what Apple did. The other thing that was a pretty strong rumor was that Apple was going to be charging 40 to 50 percent to news organizations that wanted to be part of Apple News and what's interesting is in that case, I think most people believed that Apple News was going to charge a per subscription fee, but it's not clear to me now that they're charging $10 flat rate for all you can eat access to what is now something like 300 magazines, they say, and some newspapers. It's not clear to me how that revenue split works. There is advertising in some of the magazines, as uh, we'll talk about a little bit later. But I can't imagine that the revenue from looking at the ads in those magazines is going to be split. There's not really a way for that to work that I'm aware of. It's also entirely possible that I'm missing some uh, business knowledge here. I've done some reading on Apple News. Most of what I've been reading about has been uh, what is included and people's perceptions of the app itself. So it's quite possible that my business model knowledge is incomplete. Uh, but it is... An interesting conundrum as somebody who loves journalism, both as a purveyor of that uh, profession and also as a consumer, uh, it's interesting to think about whether the Apple News Plus model of all you can eat is good for journalism. To the extent that it gives access to a lot of material you wouldn't otherwise have access to as a consumer, uh, that's great because it's not expensive. To the extent as a journalism organization you want to have a continuing revenue stream, that's not great either, but we're talking about magazines. We're talking about what is, especially in print, but even in an online magazine structure, what is kind of a a weak uh, a format compared to everything else that's out there on the internet. 
I, I don't know what the business proposition is for journalists. Now, a lot of attention in the press that I did read has been given over to, for example, the Wall Street Journal. How is the Wall Street Journal, which has a paywall, going to be able to get any money out of Apple News when uh, people are essentially going to be able to poach as much or as little of the content as they want and not have to pay the Wall Street Journal directly? Well, that's a separate question. And I think newspapers are kind of different because a newspaper is much more many, many bite-sized chunks. It's updated much more often. There are more individual bits of journalism that one could consume. And frankly, uh, more business models and more ways on the internet that one might be able to uh, share that information, uh, whether it be RSS or whether it be behind a paywall. But magazines, using the metaphor of magazines, uh, magazines have already given away some of their content via the internet, via the websites, via RSS, via social media. And what Apple News provides is a metaphor. It provides something that looks like a magazine, something that behaves like a magazine. So you say, I'm going to read The New Yorker. I'm not going to read the article in The New Yorker by Jane Mayer this week. Or I'm going to read Macworld magazine. I'm not going to read the article comparing 50 hard drives. Do they even do 50 hard drive articles anymore? Probably not. I don't think there are 50 hard drives. But you get the idea. So I guess the question for people who want to know whether news is going to work is whether the magazine metaphor is interesting. Whether looking at something beautiful, which is kind of the way Apple sold it in their event, is interesting to people. Whether they want to see the photography, whether they want to see the typography, there's that. There's the aesthetics of the magazine. And then there's the reading experience of sitting in an app, you're looking at one thing. You're not being distracted by links that take you off somewhere else. You're not being distracted by advertisements or sidebar content on the site. You are not thinking in a web way. You are thinking in a magazine way. So there's the metaphor part. Now, the content part itself is interesting, too, because as I said, people can read magazine content, and they, and they do in the free edition of Apple News, frankly. I've been a subscriber to the Atlantic and uh, New Yorker elements of Apple News for some time. I don't know what percentage of those magazines are available via Apple News. It is enough of a percentage that I feel like I'm getting a good experience, but clearly I'm not getting the entire magazine. And to me, the magazine metaphor has always been much less important than the content. I am old-fashioned in this sense. I like RSS readers. I like the idea of taking individual articles and sending them to where I want them to be, to go, whether it be Pocket, whether it be Voice Stream Reader, which is an app that will literally read in audio form uh, the article that you're consuming. I like being able to do that. And, and that's not something that the, the magazine metaphor actually provides. So I guess from a content point of view, do people want to know that they're getting the entire magazine. Whatever the magazine publisher produces in a month is available to you for free. Uh, in a magazine like The New Yorker is a good example, and I keep coming back to it because it's a magazine that has both aesthetic value, uh, has visual elements, cartoons, and that sort of thing, and it also has a lot of information in it, a lot of articles. And people have sort of posed the news question as, do people want long-form journalism? Do they want magazine content? Well, I do. But leaving that aside, I have ways of getting long-form content that don't require a magazine metaphor, whether it be RSS, whether it be, be an aggregator like longreads.com. Uh, there are all sorts of ways to get long-form content, uh, but what percentage of the content that is produced by a publication that's in the Apple News Plus ecosystem am I getting? 
I don't know. I guess I'm going to find out. All right, let's dig into the Apple News app itself. A couple of days ago, I subscribed to the one-month free trial, which everybody gets. Interestingly, the way to do that was to update to iOS 12.2. It wasn't a matter of updating news. It was a matter of updating the operating system itself. I did that. I heard anecdotally that a lot of people had trouble with the 12.2 update, that it caused other apps to crash. I didn't have that trouble, so I can't really talk about it intelligently. Similarly, I heard, and I'm going to have to give uh, Ken Ray at macOS Ken credit for this, he mentioned that there were people who were having trouble actually launching and getting into the News Plus part of the news app. Again, I didn't have that difficulty. I was able to easily subscribe. I think I might have had to restart the application. The sequence of events, as I remember it, is that I went into news before upgrading to 12.2 because I didn't realize you needed to do so. And I said, hey, give me the Apple News Plus free trial. And it said, okay. And then I left the app and it wasn't there when I got, there was no indication that there was an Apple News Plus. And in the interim, I read that you needed to do the update, so I did it. And then on my iPhone XR, I found an Apple News Plus tab had joined the others on the bottom of the uh, screen. There are now only three tabs, which I think is great. I think news, the app, suffers from some of the issues that uh, other app services that Apple provides do, where it's really kind of unclear until you tap what is under that tab at the bottom of the screen. So I'm personally happy to find that there are just three tabs. Uh, In the iPad interface, there are a bunch of categories in the left-hand column, and one of them is News Plus. So News Plus looks like just another category, another section, until you enter it. And that's uh, what we're going to talk about next. Actually, before we dig into News Plus, let me say a few things about Apple News itself. There are a lot of people who might not have used that app, and I did because I'm interested in journalism and reading. Um, I'm going to be really honest with you and tell you that I don't check it every day. I have a few Apple News-based alerts that I get, and I, when I remember, I go and check Apple News. But mostly, I still consume news through RSS readers and through Twitter and through the radio station for which I work, which makes news on a daily basis. Yay. But the few things I should point out about news, I think I said earlier that there are channels existing in news that represent publications. So The Atlantic and The New Yorker and a whole bunch of other Wired and a whole bunch of other publications that have channels and they provide some portion of their content via Apple News. You can also search by keywords or by categories. You can list things as your favorites. There is machine learning in there that has populated the For You tab with recommended content. There's also a conscious effort to surface the curation aspect of Apple News. I read an article, which I'll link to in the show notes, about the curation process of Apple News and how thorough and professional it is. And I noticed, I didn't know this when I initially got into Apple News, but uh, after I had read this article about curation, I noticed that, in fact... Apple News creates morning and evening digests, which are news summaries that link out to other news articles, and they're based on your interests. And that's that's an interesting thing because that is, you know, a specific piece of content that is from Apple News rather than just aggregating other people's stuff. I find that the recommendations they give for me are reasonably but not perfectly good. But again, it's worth pointing out that I don't spend every day in Apple News. Some people refer to Apple News as an RSS aggregator. It's not really that straightforward. You used to be able to add any old RSS feed to Apple News. It's perhaps possible to do that, but it's really not suited for that, in my opinion. Apple News looks a lot like the old Flipboard, which is an attractive app, 
But since my personal practice is finding things in an RSS reader and sending some, sending them somewhere else rather than reading them in an RSS reader, I'm not really interested in visual interface. And I know I'm a special case in that regard, but I'm just being honest with you when I tell you that uh, the visual construction of news is typically not something that interests me. That's another reason why I probably don't spend much time in Apple News. So when I opened up Apple News, once Apple News Plus was installed, I actually found a lot of stuff already there based on my past use, including a tab for magazines that I subscribed to as an Apple News channel, and that I have now added as Apple News Plus content. So your mileage may vary in terms of how news looks and behaves for you if you haven't used it before. Now let's talk about what Apple News Plus content actually is. So when you subscribe to Apple News Plus, you see a browser that gives you the ability to find magazines. There are some magazines that are featured. There are categories for news and lifestyle and sports and hobbies and tech and all sorts of things. And you can go into those categories and find magazines of your choice. When you add a magazine in Apple News Plus, the content is literally downloaded and the magazines are in one of two formats, either ANF or standard. Standard are plain old PDFs, which is a lot like the old Apple newsstand, the bad old days of Apple newsstand, if you remember that. Uh, and the ANF are optimized for the Apple News format. And my guess is that not only is that where the energy is going to go, where Apple is going to encourage publishers to be, but it's also where the new features are going to be. You're not going to be able to interact with PDFs, and they're not going to be able to behave for you in a way that is interesting at all. And, and I kind of don't get why some why a magazine uh, would even find it interesting to have a PDF in Apple News, nor do I feel like it's going to be very good for Apple News itself or for Apple News consumers. But we're going to talk about them because, according to a Mac Stories article, which was, this is great research, they put this out 24 hours after news was released, about half of the magazines, 49%, are in standard or PDF format, and the other half, approximately, are in Apple News format. So that's obviously certainly subject to change, as either more of those standard magazines add Apple News format or as they just sort of drop away. But it'll be interesting to see whether new publishers come online and uh, adapt to Apple News format. I don't know what the publishing requirements are, what's, what's needed to do it. My guess is it's fairly straightforward. And, and knowing Apple, they've probably prepared some pretty good documentation for the publishers to uh, know how to produce. But don't know much about that. So what we're going to do is a bit of a demo. We're going to take a look at the Apple News format itself, how it behaves. And then we're going to take a look at a standard magazine or a PDF magazine, see how it behaves. And this one will be particularly interesting from an accessibility point of view. There are currently 12 featured magazines in Apple News Plus, and so I decided that's probably going to be the best experience possible, so let's start there. And I just went ahead and turned on voiceover just for the fun of it. So I think of the 12 featured ones, uh, I've already looked at Atlantic and New Yorker, so let's try Vanity Fair, and uh, voiceover is going to talk to us. So please welcome my guest, Shelley's iPad Pro. Vanity Fair, April 2019, NEW, not downloaded. So I double tap to the back download, button. and almost immediately I see the Vanity Fair cover. It doesn't say, hey, you're done downloading. It just gives me a little feedback, and the back button is selected. It's ready to go back at any time. So I'm going to tap on this cover. I'm going to tap on the cover. Text size button. Huh. 
Yeah, there. I should say, up in the right-hand corner of news, this is on my iPad, by the way, I'm in landscape, is a text size button, which is just increase, increase, decrease, decrease. Then there is a share button. And we'll talk a little bit more about that share button later because it goes to a standard share sheet, but uh, I haven't quite figured out how it's supposed to behave. So I'm going to try and uh, scroll off of the cover. The behavior of Apple News Plus is you don't uh, go, you don't swipe left or right to switch pages. You actually go down. Huh, that's odd. Vanity Fair, heading, Vanity Fair. So I've double tapped button. It. Oh, it, it, it took me back because the back button was selected. I've had this experience before in testing that when you are in voiceover and you uh, tap the cover, double tap the cover to open it up or scroll down, it doesn't do either of those things as I think it should in voiceover. So let's... Uh, vanity down, Vanity okay. Fair, April 2019, not downloaded. That's odd. I thought it had downloaded. Downloading. Thanks. 6% complete. Downloading. 25% complete. Downloading. 92% complete. So as this is, we're going to wait for it to finish. Downloaded. Thank you. Okay, now Vanity Fair, up. Vanity Fair, back button. Okay, so back is selected again. What I'm doing is I'm trying to scroll down using a normal voiceover gesture, which is a three-finger swipe up. Just for fun, I'm swiping left and right. I'm going to jump out of voiceover for a second because I know the behavior is different. Hey, Siri, turn voiceover off. Okay. Voice over off. Thank you. All right. So now I have my Vanity Fair cover, and I'm just going to flick up with one finger, and I'm going to go to the table of contents. In my experience, this is what has happened with voiceover, is that when you're on the cover, you're kind of stuck. It doesn't take you right to the table of contents. But once you're on the table of contents, it behaves normally, and you can read. So I'm going to put voiceover back on. Hey, Siri, turn on voiceover. Okay. Thank you. And now let's l read the table of contents. Page two of features to Oscar, gold standard, Michael Cohen, modern romance, Beto's choice, what a trip, Deborah Afshani, in cold blood, in okay, so what a trip. Those are all just feature names. We're not getting any description. We're not getting any author bio. Um, I'm going to go to Beto's choice because I'm from Texas. Beto's choice. Double tap. Double Vanity Fair back button. All right. So what I'm faced with now is a very large full page photo of uh, Beto O'Rourke and his family. So, and he's got, uh, he, he's, making a, he's making a thumbs up over here at the uh, camera. Image. So I'm flicking right. Title, Gone Girl, heading. So that took me to the next story, and I, I did that on purpose because I know that the behavior is to flick down. So from a magazine point of view, you would think that you would flick right. But instead, if I want to proceed down... And as I say, the move is to flick up with one finger in order to move down into the article. But voiceover wasn't letting me do that, which is really distressing. And now I'm going to turn it back on because I have flicked down so that I can see the next page. So the experience is you see the article as a continuous vertical scroll. It presents as pages to the extent that you see that the images are quite large and would probably fill up a page or a good portion of a page. But the article, as you see it, fills up two-thirds of the screen in the center, and then when you come upon an image, the image can take up that space or it can take up a wider amount of space. In this case, these are full-width pictures, and they're, they're very attractive. The picture is so large, I'm looking at that it doesn't quite fit on my iPad screen, and so I have to scroll a little bit to see the whole thing. And then there's the uh, the text, which is to my 
uh, low vision eyes, very readable. I have the text size. Let's see what, what setting I have it on. I can't actually tell. That's interesting. I, th I think I have it on standard text size. It looks like it's about 12 to 14 points, but there's not a slider that says, hey, it's as big as it can be or it's as small as it can be. That's kind of interesting. So I can continue if I, and I just accidentally scrolled left. And that took me to another article. It took me to the top of that other article. So if I keep scrolling right, again, if you're used to iBooks, if your natural inclination is to scroll left and right to move from page to page, uh, you're going to have to get used to something different in news. This is more like reading a web article because you're going down, down, down until you get to the end. And you can get a next button and move to a, a different article. So here's another article. And let's turn voiceover on and let's see how it behaves. Turn on voiceover. Okay. All right, here we go. Voiceover on. Gone Girl. When Fan Bang Bang vanished without a trace last year, the film industry in China was thrown into a panic. Mei Zhang explores the mysterious disappearance of the world's biggest movie star. Now you Seven. see her Fan Bang Bang at the Khan Film Festival's opening gala in May 2018. The following month, she disappeared from public view. Fan Bang Bang has been mostly staying at home these days, sending messages on WeChat. The ch there was a photograph below the title, and uh, it read the caption. I believe it has the ability, it, by, by it I mean Apple News Plus, if the information is there, to actually provide descriptions of photos above and beyond the captions. Okay, so again, that's a caption for the image. That's not a description of the image that's specific to voiceover. And I'll just say, and Vanity Fair is known for its photography, as are a lot of glossy magazines. These photos are beautiful. They look great on this iPad page. So let's take voiceover out of the mix for a little bit. Turn voiceover off. Okay. Voiceover off. So again, we have the scrolling metaphor going downward instead of sideways, but there is always one column. If I turn the iPad to portrait instead of landscape, the article more fully fills the column. Actually, it doesn't. There's, there's a nice margin on either side. It's very reminiscent of what you'd see if you were in a reader view in Safari. So now let's have a look at this share button up here in the top right. So I'm on this Mark Ronson article, and if I tap the share button, here's a share sheet, and I've got all sorts of ways to share. The first one on my list is pocket. I don't think this is going to work, but I'm just going to see what happens. So I'm going to punch the pocket button, which is supposed to send this article to pocket. And again, absolutely clear that this is not what Apple News Plus is intended for. So if it works, I'd be very surprised. But let's open up pocket and see what we get. So I opened up the item in pocket, and it is a link, and it says open this story in Apple News. And so it will happily take me to Apple News. And I believe that's essentially what happens is that you you get a link and it will take you to Apple News. And I'm not saying that's unreasonable. I'm just saying if you expect this to behave like an RSS reader, uh, you're going to be disappointed. Before we go on to some fun times with a standard format uh, magazine in Apple News Plus, uh, there's one button I neglected to mention. In the lower left corner is a thumbnail, and that is to take you back to the contents of the magazine that you're reading. And since I had some trouble with voiceover earlier being able to access the table of contents, I thought it'd be interesting to see if this button works any better. So the first thing I'm going to do... Big deals left. David, open button. Okay. Uh, with difficulty, I selected the cover button because even though I tapped on the thumbnail itself, it didn't really work until I moved my finger down a little bit so that I would touch the open button. It doesn't seem like the whole thumbnail is a voiceover link, even though the whole thing is highlighted when you uh, do manage to select it. Open. So we'll double tap. Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair, April 2019, table of contents. Excellent. So I do a two-finger flick down in order to read. I don't get anything. 
page one of April 2019. April 2019. So what I saw on that screen was the Vanity Fair cover and the table of contents was peeking out from the bottom and I wasn't able to scroll directly to the table of contents. I had to tap it. Uh, I had to tap the top item on the table of contents to make it active. And then I was able to flick up in order to see the rest of the table of contents. So I, I guess that might be the secret is that when you're on the cover, if you're having trouble getting the table of contents and voiceover, go and find the open thumbnail in the bottom left, double tap that sucker, and uh, then scroll to the table of contents. It's a little awkward, and I think uh, it's definitely a bug that Apple's going to have to deal with. So let's take a gander at a magazine that does not follow the ANF format. It's a PDF magazine, and I have one all picked out. Unfortunately, it is a magazine called Mac Life in the tech category. So I have opened the Mac Life magazine, and I'm going to describe what I see. And we'll get to a bit of a voiceover demo, but first I'm going to talk about it as a visual matter. Just like the other magazines I've looked at, I have a magazine cover here. The notice that the magazine cover is smaller. It's square looking. It doesn't fill the page in quite the same way that the cover of a uh, an Apple news format magazine does. I'm going to tap the next button at the bottom. Oh, and now I see a page layout that looks like a magazine, two pages across. So the left page uh, just has a bunch of icons, it's images, and the right page looks like the first page of the table of contents. If I flick left, I go to another two-page spread. And this, of course, is zoomed out. So what I'm seeing is two pages. It's, it's readable by people with normal vision, I think, but it is not a desirable reading experience. The type is very small. I'm going to see what happens when I do a little pinch to zoom. Yes, pinch to zoom works. So you absolutely can uh, zoom in to read it. I'm going to zoom back out here. I can flick left to right. So that's interesting. So in the ANF format, you would uh, scroll down. In the PDF format, you would flick left to right to switch pages. I'm in the middle of the magazine now. I'm seeing page after page that's laid out just as you would expect a print magazine to be. So let's have a little fun with voiceover. I'm now looking at a spread that has an article that begins on the left page and another article that begins on the right. Oh, another thing I should point out, and I, I didn't talk about this before, I use smart invert colors on iOS, which is a feature that reverses the video so that the background is dark and the text is light in most cases. And the smart part of invert colors means that you see images in positive rather than negative form. And that is absolutely supported in the Apple News format magazines I have seen. Uh, not so here in the PDF standard format. So we're just going to turn voiceover on. And so what we're going to do... News. Three greater than signs. Feature. All right, let's just read. Three greater than signs, feature, settings you should tailor. Loads of goodies await in system preferences. Unless you're new to the Mac, you've probably dipped into system prefs before, but look closer. Home. So it but looks like this text is legible to voiceover. Short duration. Elsewhere, this pane enables you elsewhere. Here. No longer has a more no longer has a more general option to allow apps from other sources, but you can override it on upper app basis. Hold control and click the relevant app in finder. Select open, then confirm. The accessibility pane, by nature of its name, is one many Mac users oh, never even irony. open, but it's worth exploring as it's full of All options right. that can so benefit. So greater than be smarter about managing open but next page button. Next page button. Greater than be smarter about managing your files. Okay, so Move I can files, flick left and right document to pages to put Turn voiceover off. Okay. So that's enough of a demo. I've actually uh, 
tooled around in these uh, standard format PDFs with voiceover. And yes, most of the text is read. It will go from page to page automatically. It'll even read text on the cover. And if you explore by touch, which is basically dragging your finger around the screen to find things instead of letting voiceover uh, go sequentially, uh, you'll find most or all of the text. Now, if you're me and you would like to pinch into Zoom and also consume voiceover, you're going to need to use the alternate gesture to do that. This is by far an inferior experience because even if you pinch to Zoom, you're going to be focused on a small bit of text you're reading, but you're not going to be seeing the full page of the magazine. You're not going to have the copy flow into an attractive uh, visual presentation at all. So yeah, not good. And I think also that the different scrolling behavior for ANF versus standard format is just sort of, well, it's lame, I guess is the best word I can come up with for it. So uh, one uh, marginally nice thing is if you have your iPad in uh, portrait mode as opposed to landscape mode, it will put one page on the screen instead of a full page spread. So it's far easier to read if you are, you know, looking at just one page instead of two. And I suppose you could look at two pages to get a sense of what the layout looks like. And then you could use portrait mode in order to read. But that's not an ideal experience. I don't think if the magazine that you love the best is in standard format, that the nine ninety five a month would make any sense for you because it's just not a desirable experience. And there are plenty of other ways to read magazine content that's stuck in a PDF that don't involve news. In fact, if you were able to get the PDF, Apple Books is a far better experience for reading PDFs than Apple News Plus is, which is kind of an astonishing thing. You would think that if you had to support PDFs, that you would actually mirror the Apple Books experience where you can see thumbnails of pages and move from page to page. There's a whole set of tools for PDFs. You could highlight things. Apple Books understands that even with the limitations of PDFs, you want to interact with them in a more desirable way. So I'm going to leave it there. I think there's a lot to learn about news and also a lot of expectations of updates. I want to see how quickly magazines adopt to the ANF format. I don't know what pressures publishers were put under, either financially or in terms of reacting quickly to update their publications. I'm kind of embarrassed for Mac Life at this point, but I don't know what circumstances they might have found themselves in. Hope you enjoyed this off-format, very special version of Parallel. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another special version of Parallel. But uh, instead of one guest and an iPad, uh, I'm going to make it up to you. Um, I'm going to have a total of uh, four people with me on the show. It's going to be a rectangular table, not a round table, but a rectangular table. And it's already recorded. And I really think you'll enjoy it. And I think, especially if you don't live in the accessibility uh, universe, uh, you're going to learn something from it. And that's good. You can always follow the show over at Parallel Pods on Twitter or follow me directly at Shelly. You can subscribe to the show at relay.fm slash parallel or any podcatcher of your choice. If you go over to relay.fm slash parallel, you'll also see the links that I put in this show's post. I always do a lot of links. I really enjoy doing links. So please click on them for me, won't you? Bye for now.